What'll I do when you... I've waited that. Oh, you idiot. Scooby-Doo. Red Dwarf. Scooby-Dooby-Doo. Oh, no. It's cold outside. There's no kind of atmosphere. I'm all alone, more or less. Let me fly far away from here. Fun, fun, fun. Then, then, you know, it goes on. I want to lie, shipwrecked, content, drinking fresh mango juice, goldfish, yes, living around my toes. Fun, fun, fun. Then, in the sun, sun, sun. So it, it goes on, but that is the theme tune to Red Dwarf, which you're not about to listen to. Instead, you're stuck with Russell Brand and Matt Morgan doing their podcast with poetry from Mr. G. Do you think we should keep doing the songs to start our podcast? Yeah, it's difficult I like when it. we strain. Well, I'd like. No, the thing is, I can't sing very well. Right. right? So when I listen, when I'm singing, I think, oh, I'm good at this. Yeah, and but then, then you listen back, back and you're not. No, in America I did um, What do you think it is that separates me from you? That yeah. when I then listen back, I go, I am good at this, but actually because you I'm... are good at it. Yes! Because you can, I don't know what it is, but when I'm, when I am me in the moment, I think yeah. I'm in Go tune. on, that's called life, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but when I listen back to it, it's suddenly out of tune. I sang Sitting on a Dock of a Bay in America, right, in this karaoke thing. And yeah, I literally... at your wedding. Well, it was before my wedding, yeah. You're lucky that you still had a wedding after that rendition of Dock and the Bay. Did you see a video of it? Yeah, I did. (laughs) It was so bad. I Honestly, I was thinking, oh, my voice is cracking just like Otis on this bit. And I remember thinking... But you were like Otis Redding. Yeah, and when I watched it back, it was so bad. It was tragic, and I've got my finger in my ear. You know, like Like, I'm I'm in a Live Aid video. Yeah. Yeah. Making sure How's that you're measuring the time. Sitting on the morning. You're not sitting on the morning sun. I was. <laughs> That's where it went wrong. That's the fact we went yeah, wrong well, anyway, right from the bad. get-go. But yes, no, you, you are quite a good singer. I mean, I can pretend to be a singer. In a way, Matt, it's hard for me to find my role in life ever since I've become the fourth best thinker in the world and the second most influential political figure what? in second, Britain. What? I read a news story. It goes, Russell Brand. Uh, uh, no, it goes this. David Cameron beats Russell Brand in poll to be most influential political thinker in political figure in Britain. And third is like Boris Johnson and fourth so is like Prime Farage. Minister. It was presented as if he'd done well. My job isn't even to do with politics. I'm only doing a podcast and the truce. That's it. God. So they, you can't gloat about it. Where's Hang he on. in a so, comedy poll? So you that uh, thing you were in, the mm. actual poll of thinkers, yeah. right? So you I didn't ask f- to be in. Well. I insisted. <laughs> <laughs> um, you came forth in that. Mm. So that's been Behind done. people like Thomas Piketty, Naomi Klein and... Who voted for it? I don't know. Me, Just mostly. Was it an actual vote or was it the magazine? I think the magazine. Yeah. What do you think that's about? Just them trying to get PR? Yeah, I think so, ultimately, mate. Because who cares about Thomas Piketty's wealth tax and allegories from Balzac and Jane Austen saying it's a return to the era where inheritance is more pertinent than earnings? Who cares? Mm. Oh, Russ is what you want. Jazzy thoughts (laughs) that people can get into. Who cares about Naomi Klein saying that capitalism inherently brings about destruction because it's a system dependent on growth when ecology is dependent on sustainability. So capitalism necessarily destroys environment. Who cares? 
when compared to old Russ. Who cares about the finance minister of Greece? I can do this all the way through the list because I've started the list. Done your like homework. I like. I really it. have, and that's why I feature so high on these lists. We uh, do, let's do a jingle just to establish ourselves as real broadcasters because all we've really done is ripped off Grant and what they call Grant and Naylor, the Red Dwarf writers. Yeah, Doug Grant and some. They, they seem all right. I like that program. Yeah, it was good, and then it came back. It wasn't as good. That's the thing. I used never to love never it, come back. But they used to do. Never come. <laughs> <laughs> Leave gracefully and never come back. If we've learnt one thing, one thing from Red Dwarf, one thing from life. Go on, do a jingle then. I oh, know. I'm trying to find me bloody. Oh, here it is. It's right in oh, front you're of me. You're such a granddad since you started making Lego tables. <laughs> <laughs> I really Tell you like what, I love classical music. Classical music is great, isn't it? You could do it, the most revolting thing, but if that's on in the background, it seems it sort of elevates. They it. started to play it in public squares. What do you mean? If he was wanking? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they used to start. They started playing it in public squares, and vandalism went down. You know what I mean? Like in areas where there's vandalism or violence, or whatever. They just put on a bit of real ultra-violence music. I know it decries the mm. Clockwork Orange idea that Ludwig Van is good backing for a good old. Or a show. Oh, I thought boshing. that was actually they used to play it in places where teens hung out and it oh. made it uncool, so they went. It might have been that. It's just the most I conservative thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Oh, that's horrible. I thought it was like music soothes the savage beast, Shakespeare. Because it is like made out of vibrations and then vibrations go into your vibrations and it makes you feel all nice and relaxed inside. Do you know yeah, what I'm it, trouble? It is. is classical music like normal music? Like you could, these ones, there's ones that you go, say you listen to classic FM. Is it like it could be, oh, these are identifiable songs that everyone would know, like the Beatles, and then there's obscure things like John Cage. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, there's levels of it, isn't there? There's levels. That's what I'm asking. Are there levels? I went to a Beethoven concert once. Don't lie. He's dead. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Rip off. And he was deaf when I got there. He wasn't even listening to himself. Lazy. But I just remember thinking, oh, this better be like the best of Beethoven, the ones you know. And was it? Is that Beethoven? I don't think. Dun, 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 dun. That's Beethoven. Yeah. yeah, but they didn't. It was all stuff I'd never heard of. It was How this can... new album. Uh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was good. It makes you feel very like uplifted and all, how all can of... classical music? How can music work in this way? Like dun, 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 dun. as soon as you hear that, you think well, something's going down. Yeah. Didn't you? Like, it, like why would? What is the semiotics of music? That it seems to convey certain moves. What's the well discordant ob- noise and sort of you know the the abrasive tone do, 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 do. makes you like, think shit. That's a disruption to yeah. what's going on. Yeah, and makes me think a lot of prancing tits are about to turn up. It sort of feels like a, a, a wedding outdoors in the film. I see a lot of geezers in tights prancing along, flowers like muslin drapes being sort of brought along, towed in the wind. Poncing about. That's what I see for that. <laughs> <laughs> People clip clopping along like ponies. Yeah. But <laughs> what was it that Hitler was into? Wagner. Yeah. How does he yeah. go? I don't know. Riding the Valkyries, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Trials of the Valkyries. How does that go? It's in that. Mo- it's in Apocalypse Now. Isn't Come it? on, Neil. They... You know it. <laughs> oh, that's wicked. That. That would get you pumped. <laughs> That makes we me feel... We should bring out an album of people doing classical songs as... <laughs> 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 the Durbrain Opera. <laughs> for for Durbrains. <laughs> 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 
one of your um, political actions, you're sort of like, this is good, right? Yeah. Go you on. get as many people as you can in one place to yeah. go, da 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 da. Because <laughs> if you had like a thousand people doing yeah. a classical song using duh as the yeah, be instrument. Because see, people, like, when you start getting daft about politics, people go, hey, this is meant to be serious. But it shouldn't be serious. Why do things got to be serious? John Cleese done this good talk about how people mistake seriousness for some for solemnity right. and that really it's to shut it down because people know that humor is a powerful device for conveying information and engaging people so they go hey don't look be serious like you know like most of the times when i go to protest i think this is too bollocks i, I want it to yeah. be more of a laugh i'd like loads of puppets to turn up out of manholes and like it to all be fun <laughs> and all a bit more woo, hello we've come to overthrow the government and well, it would seem a, it, like a lot of a laugh people protest in the in a way that's sort of just as established as any yeah. other thing because they march they tell the police they yeah. march then they deliver that box it, of it always looks the same doesn't it apart from what's written on the signs yeah and for me that's like that can that's yeah, as you're suggesting, it's within the prescribed parameters of the accept- accepted order. For me, yeah. protests have got to be like, disrupt the order, surprise people, disobey. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh my god, what's happening? This is ludicrous. People are clambering over things. But the right, the right way of what I have to lose is like that aggressive undertone. If you can do it in a joyful, mirthful way, yeah, then I think like uh, a puppet coming out of a drain. Going, exactly. Da, 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 da. <laughs> These people want to run the country, the puppy out of the drain gang. But imagine that then soured and turned into a riot. I go and then you see the puppet kicked into the gutter, all stomped on by horses' hooves and a knocked over telephone box. And Jim Henson just shaking his head, going, I trusted you guys with this. That was really expensive <laughs> to set up. I'm like, really sorry, Jim. And the puppeteers drowned. Yeah, no, that was bad. I feel bad for him, but... Think of it. After the revolution, he will be celebrated. He'll have a national holiday a named, a, yeah, Fuzzy Bear Day or you whatever. Could have a statue of you one day. Can I please? Yeah. I would love a statue of me now. Mind you, I don't know if I'd look good as a statue. No. Bronze. I saw your waxwork the other day. He did, didn't he? Yeah. I remember seeing him. First time I see him, I, t- I didn't like him. What was that like? And it's even worse now I'm older and he stayed like Dorian oh, Gray, yeah. st- st- stuck there in the past. Yeah. People send me pictures with them touching him up. Yeah, I know. That's what I saw, like pictures of people with him. And I was touching like, him up. what's wrong with Russell? He looks all weird. And then I realised. Sometimes I look like that on a chat show sofa anyway, I just know. waxily <laughs> staring <laughs> off into the distance. No, but you should have your photo taken with him every year until you wither. Next yeah. year, we can barely stand up. Oh, there he is. Look. <laughs> and I bet they can really age him cheaply just with like a safety pin drawn in crow's feet around his eyes. <laughs> Put grey in his <laughs> beard. Do that. There he is, look, withered, poor old tit. You wonder what if you, how much is it worth? Can you buy it? Enough for pain in the ass getting it done. They measure all over your face. Yeah? Yeah, come and measure like my get face. Scanned in the machine. They just measured me with bits and bobs. <laughs> <laughs> it's boring. How do you, do you donate your own clothes to it? I didn't give it anything I wanted. I go, Zeke, like, I started to be jealous of him. I'd give him a suit that I'd never wear. So that's why if you look at what he's got on, I would never wear that. He's an idiot. Really? Yeah, I loathe him. Well, they don't pay for the clothes. No, they go, so you can borrow some of your stuff. Or so you can have this suit. Has he got underwear on? Nothing. Has he got a willy? No. It's very accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a lot of trouble. He's no. got a little mound, like an action man. <laughs> I sometimes of a night, I go in there, nuzzle up to him, up on his mound. Oh. That's made me caress my own willy. All right, come on, let's read an email. 
from Kay. Hello, gentlemen. Please, Matthew, could you stop Russ from chewing into the mic? Could you, Matt? Could I you try. stop me? I do doing try. <laughs> he tries, Kay, but he can't. I have misophonia, which literally tra- translates as a hatred of sound. You must be hating now. Classic by the greats. Remember, everyone, to say belly bounce. Ling, long, ling. See? Yep, it's catching on. It's catching on. We've got to be careful around belly bounce, Mafu, because uh, actually it was a violent assault on an old lady by a man. He's alleged. Yeah, no, that is bad. It's not always a source of comedy. <laughs> you can't always see the funny side of an old lady being <laughs> abused by a man, but sometimes on, there is a bright yeah, I don't side. Subjudicial. Yeah, we don't know. It's alleged, and we don't know how it will work out. And we wouldn't like to influence the case. I mean, it would be interesting if during the case they went and here is the Russell and Matt podcast. Where they're in Bella. Yeah. Here's the Russell or and Matt podcast. If the judge goes, you used a belly bounce. <laughs> Someone in the audience goes, <laughs> <"Nick Lowling!"> <laughs> 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 Ling Long Ling, of course, being a name that the belly bounce was called uh, called by some or, uh, autistic Someone's lad. Someone's brother, who was autistic, used to say Ling Long Ling. Ling Long Ling. It, it was the same thing, though. It was basically belly bounce. The belly bounce can come in many forms, like our Lord God. Call him Allah. Call him Buddha. Call him Christ. Call, call him, him Muscle. <laughs> I do prefer that. So it continues. I have misophonia. I hate sound. Uh, it's a rarely diagnosed neuropsychiatric disorder in which negative emotions, anger, flight... That's not negative. Flight. It'd be brilliant. Superman could do it. Hatred, disgust are triggered by specific sounds normally associated with the mouth, like chewing and lip smacking. This is what I've got with whispering. I hate whispering. You've got... You hypochondriac. You've just heard of a disease. Now you think you've got it. No, I have got it. Oh, that's what hypochondriacs say. Hypochondriac never goes... For years I've been saying I don't like whispering. And on those adverts (laughs) when they go, this isn't just cheese. That makes me so angry that I've got misophonia. So, yeah. Call me a hypochondriac. This is cock yogurt. You cock yogurt. Get it off the ridge. <laughs> Get it what? Off the ridge of your cock. It the was ridge? The ridge of your what cock. What have you got down there? <laughs> the ridge of the Twisted little mountain. <laughs> <laughs> Where it's glaciers and it's plateaus. It's on the south face. <laughs> Some yoghurt on south face. Clamber out. Get... Clean up team to the south face. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that mess down there. And take those buffer boots off before I stomp it back down. Down again because an avalanche. Oh, God, this is our jobs. Breathing and people have sticky sounded mouths when they talk. What about us? Spec this person. You're a sticky sounded mouth. Bollocks, man. Bollocks. My mouth sounds, it's really well lubricated in here. I actually tried to listen to a Bill Bryson audiobook the other day and he's got a really sticky mouth. Yeah? Yeah. It's like, oh, Bill, wash your mouth out. It's he all does dry, I bet he's got little white bits, flecks corners, of white. Like the a corners are, yeah. Like a cokehead corners. Don't accuse him of being a cokehead. I'm not saying Bill Bryson's well, a cokehead. Why did you say he, he was on drugs then? I'm just saying, to write that many books, <laughs> what's <laughs> fueling it, Bill? <laughs> what's behind it, you meth head? You have to be a cokehead to write the history of everything. The history of everything? By <laughs> me. Right, I will never get me a fucking pen. <laughs> right, I'm going to have a quick toot through the barrel of the pen, and then I'm going to write down everything that's ever happened. Get out of here. I love you. May I suggest a ban on fruits in the studio? No. How dare you? That's how Nazism starts. I'm reading starts. that from oh, the email. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> No, you, it is bad. So this person is going to hate, for example, because this person with uh, misophonia, a hatred of sound, especially chewy lip smacks, they're going to hate this. Oy. Not good. 
No, I don't mind the first bit. Satisfying. Sex. Satisfying crunch. But it's the after bit that's just this gross. Bit. Yeah. But Matthew, I don't want to be crude, but when you perform in oral sex, do you hide the noises or do you allow them to flourish? <laughs> that was one of my noises. Um, <laughs> I really uh, go for it. I think, look, embrace it. There's no point trying to do I'll try it. and hide the noises. What, like a little ninja down there? Yeah. I don't, I don't. make that noise. I slop about like an oh, old farmer. Go. Oh, God. <laughs> slush- a pie-eating competition. <laughs> I'm chomping and a-sloshing, licking and a-lapping, oh, having God. a lovely time. Why not play this podcast to your children who have heard um, about how clever I am? Talking of this condition, right, have you ever heard of ADR? In fact, I sent you a link to it once. What is it? That thing, it's, low, it's a big thing on YouTube where you get, you wear headphones for it, but it's women counting, talking, doing like weird massages and stuff, right? Yeah. But on a really What's good microphone, point? like a stereo microphone. Yeah, what, to get your, get your rocks off? Well, no, it's, yeah, it's partly sexual, but it's partly like, it's just women going, one, two, like counting, which You're is quite weird. good. I know, I'll turn myself on. That's roughly. Back in a minute. One, two, book on my shoe. <laughs> Three, I think four. it's called ADR. No. ADR is when you dub a film afterwards. Oh, yeah. Which Additional makes... dialogue recording. That's it. it. Like that. Yeah, it sounds right. When I was trying to learn Spanish, which I always am trying to do, once I did it with this woman. Oh, that was good. I better talk about that. But another time, I did what? it off these... <laughs> a lesson of Spanish we can't yeah. talk about. Well, because she, uh, like, she came around to teach me Spanish, but I got I used to get sidetracked. No. Oh. <laughs> oh. Did she get sidetracked? She certainly did get sidetracked. I went up the tracks of the... Yeah, no, let's let's just leave it. But, like, there's this other geezer, Michelle Thomas. He can speak... You name a language, he can speak it. He was a Hungarian fella. Right. If you look him up on the internet, he does language tapes. And he's like, hello, Michelle Thomas. Little time in Spanish. <laughs> and, he go, and he's got a couple of people learning with him, like a bloke and a girl. And the girl sounds like she's about quite young, between right. 15 and 18, I would estimate. And the bloke sounds like he's in his 30s. But one of them, like, I guess to make the learning Spanish effective, they've got one, the guy's shit, and she's right. really good. The girl's right. really bright, picks it up quickly. And the guy's an idiot, and like, so he's going, okay, so say usted, or uh, to quiero, right? And she always goes, te quiero, and the bloke goes, te quiero. Right? And then you can hear, over the, <laughs> over the course of the tape, you can hear Michelle Thomas getting increasingly agitated with really? the guy like, no, I've told you. But also, he's got a real sloshy gob. So it's a language tape, oh, and he's right in your lug hole, and you can hear him sluicing, sounds like he's sluicing pint after pint of gob about under his tongue. Like his tongue is floating in a lake of gob. <laughs> is this a review of these uh, language types? How Five far stars. did you get? Quite good. I mean, I can say a few things in Spanish. Uh, is the is the crap? Mi burro, meant to mi be burro eh, eh, tiene sueños de la mar. My donkey has dreams of the sun. See, <laughs> I mean, well, there you go. You're perfectly equipped for Spain. <laughs> and now to Chile. <laughs> yeah, stuff oh, like that. What are you going to try and do? Get an advert in? What? I can tell. Oh, you've you just, just done an advert the for your audio, whatever they're called. So look, Language you know I types. don't like doing the adverts, so you've got to try and do the adverts in a way that seems like I'm not criticising the product because it's a necessary part of what we do. So right. just do Let the advert say, in a grown-up way. Right, well, don't make a scene. Okay. <clears throat> 90%. That's the percent of your life. Percentage well, I, this of your is meant life to be natural, is it? Right, let me start again. Russell, 90% yeah. of your life is spent in your underwear. Probably less for you. That a joke? Did that you write? That's a joke. No, brilliant. No, no, what a great writer. That, Show so. me the script. 
Oh, God. Don't look at my scripts. <laughs> MeUndies. That's yeah. the name of the, right, the so, people. Yeah, that's the name of an American company oh, that makes underwear yeah. called MeUndies, which sounds very British, doesn't it? MeUndies. MeUndies is the most comfortable underwear you will ever How'd try you know? on, Russell. How'd you know? Because I've tried some on, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and it's insane how good they make me feel. They fit perfectly. They don't ride up you, on me. Is this meant to and be you saying And they literally pull it? moisture away from my balls and cock. Does it say that? No. <laughs> they literally pull moisture away from your skin so you stay cool. Or I, I don't think cold. I would want mo- moisture pulled away from my skin. Well, you don't feel it happening. Because <laughs> that sounds like something that would happen in <laughs> it Alien. It leaves you like a little walnut. Because <laughs> what about when you, you take your undies off, pants. perhaps have sex, and you find there's no moisture in your sexual organs? <laughs> <laughs> have you met Twiggy? <laughs> um, oh, this Twiggy and the raisins? This has gone wrong. Even I was crude. Right, let's start again. <clears throat> no, this is good stuff. I know. Uh, yeah, so go to meundies.com slash brand and get off your... Get off your first order and free shipping. What? And get off... I think there's maybe a percentage I would there. suggest a return to this style get, of Right, let us. me start again. Go to MeUndies.com slash brand and get 10% <laughs> off your first order and free shipping. I mean, someone typed that up wrong. So that what you could do... Like, we should... Hobbled coming out of the gate. In the 50s, adverts were more functional. Hello, sir. You look like you could do with a pair of underwear. Well, here's some. Not only that, it'll take the moisture away from your nut bag. <laughs> Not too much moisture, mind. You don't want them shriveling up. And now say MeUndies. Because <laughs> this is gold. So, like, just say know, me undies. I don't agree with. <laughs> say me undies because we can edit that bit together. And oh, like, oh shit, my phone's on. No, oh, you're a shambles, aren't you? Anyway, back to this person. She can't stand any slurping. She can't stand. Oh, look at this. So she says, Kay does toffee pop at uh, googlemail.com. She goes, she says. The, uh, hearing Russell slurp or munch on a banana makes me feel how I imagine the Christian right feel about homosexuals. <laughs> oh, then she continues totally unjustified unrighteous vitriol may I suggest a ban on fruits in the studio or but see that's this is the same as the far right they're saying you know because they don't like homosexuality they're trying to ban it instead of just going well look maybe I, we're wrong maybe we're wrong maybe you're wrong maybe it's a great noise we'll hold a vote and say if, if we get a number of emails if the majority say stop eating in the studio I will do you really think there's some people out there who think, oh, I wish she was eating in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I really miss those mouth noises. Some people might like I my mouth there noises. probably is one man. I was once involved in a sexual encounter. And don't you think... You something... weren't. <laughs> I, swear, I, I swear I was. It was with a lady. Like, you know when someone licks you around the lug holes? That's nice, isn't it? A for good lug hole For American lick. listeners? Uh, it, it, it licks you ear, <laughs> in your ear. Yeah. Puts their tongue in your ear because <laughs> lug hole could be anus, which I also like. <laughs> but then jam their fingers in your gob. Have you had that? What? They lick your ears and jam their fingers in your gob? Simultaneously. Who was this person? Just a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> this was on the set of Rock of Ages. My baboon co star suddenly co opted into a song. Look at me, I'm obsessed with sex. Have you noticed? Yes, I've And that went away. Noticed. This is your fault. No. Because ever since, you've dragged me back into the gutter. How have I? With the undies and all that crap. I was soaring like an eagle out there. Say me undies. <laughs> you and your undies. Just say the brand name. <laughs> um, no, you. Well, you went on a diet, didn't you, for a long time? Of uh, a sex diet. Yeah, you didn't even. Can we say the word masturbate? I didn't even do that. Yeah, that's right. I've been like. How long know, did you do? Two months once. That's amazing. I know. Jesus went. <laughs> <laughs> the world weary. 
sound from G there, what pausing was that for a moment. Like when poetry. you broke the fast, it actually hurt a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Did it? Yeah, on its way out, it wasn't. It wasn't pleasant feeling. It undermined the orgasm. To be honest, it hurt on the way out. Yeah, like it sort of came out like sort of like it was elbowing its way out with jagged edges. Yeah. I am furious. I'm back, baby. Oh, your mama! Oh. <laughs> it was like it was like it was jagged. It, it was like come gravel. Out solemnly, like Nelson Mandela after a long time, just like sort of a long walk to freedom. Yeah, we all know that was wrong, but I waited that long in there. But now I'm <laughs> leaving, yeah. and I'm doing it with some dignity. <laughs> well, Rob- Don't rush, boys. <laughs> Don't Nelson Mandela sprinting out of Robin Island. <laughs> yeah, you flags! I told you <laughs> that was nothing. I've done 27 years standing on my nuts. This is from Natasha. Hey, Matt. While listening to the Sat Bolt Upright episode, which you brilliantly named, that's me adding that, Matt, to encourage you. I was probably excited to hear that your family are so awake and conscious. Matt's family? Yes. What about me? My family also use rock salt deodorant, our own homemade washing powder, zero air freshener products, and fluoride-free toothpaste. Do you know what you might become, Matt? One of them people who buys a gun and goes and lives in a hut. I could see you becoming that. like two things in life, and that's a gun and a hut. (laughs) (laughs) All Don't become that. a gun and hut person. You know when they when a nuclear a sort of decommissioned nuclear bunker comes up for sale, it's yeah. in the Daily Mail or something. Go, would you live in this underground thing yeah. from the Cold you War? You think yes? I think yes, I bloody would. And you always want to go down a tunnel, don't you? Yeah. You're like a mole man. I'd, I'm so happy underground. It's bizarre. Why? I went to Chiselhurst Caves the other day and I loved it. What's going on down there? And my son liked it. He was running Chiselhurst around happy Caves. in the dark. Yeah. What's down them caves? Anything? Well, they're actually man-made chalk mines, but oh, you boring Led Zeppelin bastard. played down there. <laughs> yeah, listen to this. I'll jazz it up. Led yeah. Zeppelin played down there. Jimi Hendrix played down there. What are you doing down the Chiselhurst caves? There's parties down there. Cool. It's rock and roll, mate. Do you think there's a special energy down them caves that you get into being at the Earth's core, like a crystal or something? No, not that Crystal deodorants? Yeah. Crystal down under the ground? Why are you? Some sort of little hobby You bloke. said crystal under the ground. I didn't say that. Yeah, yeah, it is. You, we know what you were driving at. What I do you want to be? Some Tolkien-esque Middle-earth dweller? Yes, I do. But, Matt, you've got to stay out here with me and influence people. But, look, you've got the money to buy a nuclear bunker. Buy one. Just so we've got one if we ever need it. I don't want to live in a nuclear bunker. If well, a nu- you will if there's a nuclear war. No way, I'll be out helping. I'll be on the first aid train. what? By your eyeballs bleeding down your cheeks. <laughs> Come on. I'll be sweeping up, mate. I'll be sweeping up and helping people get their spirits up. Sweeping up after a nuclear war? I'll be out yeah. there. Got any gum chum? Be a Have a banana. <laughs> I'll be helping people, getting their spirits you up. You can't do anything. You after don't have radiation nuclear, sickness. Can you imagine how low morale's going to be after the apocalypse? They're going to want old Russ out there. Frontline, thumbs up, a song in my heart <laughs> and a whistle on the lips. Ponderland Series 3. <laughs> okay, guys, you know what it's like when your gums are bleeding and you're ever so down in the dumps because <laughs> your cat's bold. Well, here's a clip of that happening bold. now. <laughs> it's bold, look, your yeah. cat's gone bold. Listen to this. What was it, Jingle? Morocco. Scents. Spices. Mysteries. Mysteries as, as East meets West. The Islamic world. Perhaps it's a monkey with a hat Why on. Are you rubbing yourself as you do this. It's so turned on by Morocco, where I've just been making a movie with Larry Charles and Nick Cage. Yeah, yeah, I did that. Puppeteered you. You bear 
dare do that. You dare puppeteer me. Did you puppeteer me into that then? Absolutely. Look at the way you responded. He was swaying side to side, rubbing himself as he did that. It wouldn't happen a second time, I assure you of that, my man. I'm a fully autonomous being, and I control. I'm master of my de- land of spices and veils, <laughs> uh, mysteries and belly dancers. There was I. Starring as God, well, not starring really, a supporting role. It's shot out in 10 days because I can't be on a film six. I'm weird. Yeah, I'm back from Morocco, What's where that? I've been. <clears throat> All right, <clears throat> when I got to the hotel, Lee Francis was there. Was so it was like some sort of because like Lee Francis looked after by the same age as us. I was friendly with Lee like about a decade ago. Once Nick Glennon who's my friend and manager, forced me to go on a skiing holiday. You always avoided those skiing holidays. I was one week out of treatment. Mm. They took me on a skiing holiday with Lee Francis. We had to chop up logs. It was bloody difficult. It was like a prison holiday, chopping up logs. I don't think I avoided them. I just don't think I was invited. You were meant to be there. I remember being angry. No, I do. And one time, Trevor Locke went on one of them, and I had to share a bed with Trevor, and I woke him up in the middle of the night saying, I'd like to lick your C word, Trevor. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you added Trevor at the end so there was no confusion it's weird isn't it that I would say that because yeah you slept in a bed with me once and caressed my bottom I know I just said don't worry about that and then I laughed I went <laughs> that and then you went uh, we'll talk about that tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> well we'll iron that out in tomorrow's group meeting okay <laughs> sexual offences uh, well I touched Matt up in the night obviously I'd like to apologise to you for that Matt it's because I was used to normally in them days if I was in bed with someone it was a woman, or you and a woman, on a few occasions. Oh, don't, don't bring that up. <laughs> but nothing went on between you and I. Not that there's no. anything wrong with gayness oh, and the anus, Christ. of course. You backed yourself into a corner here. I know. Why have I done this? Because I'm a friend to the communities, gay and otherwise. Do you know what I'd like to talk about, mate? Morocco. Morocco spices. <laughs> Mystery. There's a monkey. It's got a waistcoat on. Did it betray Indiana Jones? Or was the monkey doing the bidding of those bastard Nazi? Uh-huh. Yeah, I was there and it was uh, nice. <laughs> the end. Brilliant. No, I was making a film with Nick Cage. It's based on this, a real-life fella called Gary Faulkner. Gary Faulkner said can he was... You, can you talk about this? Isn't it a secret? I can't tell. <laughs> Weren't you told? I think arcs. I always say Did arcs. you sign anything? Nah, probably not. I mean, that's the problem with me. I won't sign anything. Won't you? Other people sign stuff. Well, photos of yourself. Yeah. Well, well actually, no, someone else someone does that. Someone no, 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 oh, no, 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 does that. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, so uh, like Gary Faulkner, he kept going to... No, this bit's probably... It's out there, it's on IMDb, that industry oh, okay. website or whatever. Uh, Gary Faulkner's bloke kept going off to Pakistan to bump off old Osama bin Laden. Right. Uh, Nick Cage plays him in a film. He talks to God. I play God, naturally. So what, where's your... Are you actually on set? Yeah, dressed you... up in white. As God. Well, so when he talks to God, God stands next to him. Because it's like... Imagine, it's directed by Larry Charles. He directs Kirby Enthusiasm and Borat. So it's quite low-key and natural. Yeah, well, not when I'm in it. It's full of all bombast and thunder <laughs> and nonsense and all sorts of silliness. It's good, though, because it's all improvising. Uh, right. And I have good existential chats with Larry Charles, and he's told me stories about hanging out with bloody, like, uh, who was that he was saying? Leonard Cohen and Rick oh. Rubin drinking absinthe. That's wow. cool, isn't it? That's cool. That's What's a Nick cool Cage story. Like? Nick Cage is he's an interesting cat because he's been, he's been famous since the 80s, hasn't he? Then yeah. people have been famous for a long time. It must be, I think it must be hard because mm. it's a bit of an enclave of fame that you exist within. But I'm actually, he was very kind and very sweet to me. But I think it, fame, like any institution, 
establishes some rules. I mean, the security around him in Marrakesh was mental. He had like three trucks full of security, people bombing about like, all over the shop as if like, you know, Morocco's obviously it's a Muslim country. But like, you know, the uh, American contingent were acting like we were in Syria. Like, yeah, in, you know what I yeah. mean? It was a bit much. What was your security? A sharpened pencil. My security is my love of the great religions of the world, man, and the respect I show to people everywhere. I really overreacted. Because there was so much security, I thought, well, I can't compete with that. I'm just going to go out giving out nuts to people. I wandered the crowds like a sort of Jesus, but instead of... nuts? That's a bit patronising. They loved them. Oh, did they? <laughs> <laughs> and dates and sweets, and then going off down the villages and stuff like dates. that. Dates the food? <laughs> I'm afraid not, Matt. <laughs> Dates, the ritual, precedes sex. <laughs> but then you withheld sex. That's right. Out of respect. Out of respect for Morocco. They just got another nut. <laughs> Spices, veils, mysteries. I mean, there's quite a lot of things happen, but I mean, it's a bit of a tightrope walk because of Nick Cage's personal... You know, uh, what is it? Privacy, that thing. Yeah, well, let's, let's get... You've out. got some questions. Ask me I've some questions. Some, well, I've got... For, were you driving a truck? Oh my god, they let me drive a bloody great big lorry. You know the front bit of a lorry? Like that, the cab of a lorry, the yeah, bit that yeah. in the carriage. Yeah. <laughs> the carriage? The carriage, sir! The carriage! Oh, yeah, the oddity. The carriage that <laughs> pursues. A horseless carriage I drove. <laughs> the, the mares were within the hooded sheath of four and had thunder in a box which made it move. <laughs> and aft. A carriage, sir! <laughs> and on the port side, a lens that reflected back the very thing which stared upon it. Yeah, so uh, I was a driving truck. a lorry. It was massive. And like, I was in charge of it. And you know me, like when I was, I was driving down a Marrakesh street, I, had to, I only had to drive a little bit of distance, pull up, pick up Nick Cage, and uh, he'd hop in, and then that was the scene. Bizarre life you lead. The, it was a winged truck. They'd put wings on it. It was all doled up. Oh, because you're God. Because I'm God. Like, I mean, it's a low-budget film, do you know what I mean? But still loads of money sloshing about. Even low-budget means loads of money for the mm. Americans, don't it? Winged truck, all painted up and stuff everywhere. And there was like a stuntman in there with me, but they're hidden by stuntman and the truck's owner hidden behind a curtain. And then the bit where I have to be in charge of the truck. And it Why goes, was the truck's owner in there? That's, that put you on edge, didn't it? He was very possessive when I started pressing the buttons. Oh, probably. <laughs> he was Moroccan. I didn't know what he was saying. Oh, and then really? there was some other geezer, French geezer. That was a stuntman. God, he had nice Why abs. did you have to have a stuntman in there if you were in there? Because I guess to sort of make sure nothing went wrong. Because there was a bit when I was lumbering down the street. And there's a lot of bits. After they call, they call action for Nick Cage to start walking. Then action for the truck to start moving. After that second action, sometimes they couldn't lock the street down properly. It's like a right, hustle bustle right. on the street. Little ge ge geezers going past on mopeds, cars coming down in front of me. And I was like, what I had to remember is, remember, as well as being in a film, this is also real life. So don't just plough through that moped because it's in your way. Because that will be like that person's life. Is there an was there an opportunity for you to have killed Nick Cage? I could have killed Nick Cage simply God. by moving to the right slightly because he was on the curb. All I had to do was a twitch to the right. Just like, you know, sometimes if say you're getting a massage and you get an erection during the massage, you think don't twitch your genitals now because... Uh, twitch them? <laughs> well, just pull your perineum. Like the erection during a massage is normal. <laughs> I mean, that's popped up. That's fine. They probably get that all the time. Just don't twitch it. Don't jiggle it. 
<laughs> don't put it in their faces. I'm like, these women are professionals. They don't mind that. They don't mind a hello sailor from Robin Longfellow, my downstairs partner. But don't twitch Longfellow into their faces. Well, that's no, but it would be like the equivalent of doing a, 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 a dick twitch. I could have killed Nick Cage with it. If I'd have twitched to the right, that'd have been the end of Cage. (laughs) (laughs) I would never have done it. Well, where was his security team? If they were worried about stuff, there was a very real threat, an idiot driving a lorry towards him. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't see that as a threat because they mostly were focused on... Imagine you'd killed him and you'd be there going, no, he's like a dick twitch. No, no, but you know when you have a message? Oh, no. Is he breathing? (laughs) Oh, God, this is worse than face-off. Oh, bloody hell, Christ. Could we put John Travolta's head on him and then go back to normal? (laughs) Like, it's a bit of a shame. Like, there was a bit where I thought, this is, all all I have to do now is twitch to the left, twitch to the right. If I twitch to the right, Nick Cage is gone. Twitch to the left, you've done over a little Moroccan calf. Jesus. I did neither in the end. Just thought, just hit your mark, Russ. You're a Why professional you, actor. Couldn't they have just got the stuntman to drive and shot around it? I would have suggested that, but Larry Charles is a man who hankers after authenticity, even if that authenticity <laughs> ends the life of <laughs> beloved Oscar-winning actor <laughs> Nick Cage. You won an Oscar? Leaving Las Vegas. Ah. Oscar for oh, Nick Cage, talking everyone. of Las Vegas, and we were. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, yes. Brilliant. What about... Got him. Vegas.com. Matt, are you going to help the only me... way to... What? What about Lauren Harry's keep staying and I've had it off with her? What I we, know. We, can we deal with that? Um, can we do the Vegas thing and then we'll get Just to... get through it. It's an right, advert okay. for something. Yeah, Vegas, right, here's right. an advert. Go to Vegas.com right now, click on the microphone in the top right corner and enter my code, yours, brand, to receive extra 10% off everything but air hotel packages. That's Vegas.com. If you're going to go to Vegas, go to Vegas.com. They give you... It's like they're insiders. They know all about Vegas. They live there. If you're going right. to go to Vegas, Vegas.com. But, but I mean, it's not for everyone. It's not Vegas.com. <laughs> you can anyway, go if you want. Matt, help folks. me get out of this. Lauren Harris. Right. Now, look. Well, Lauren this, Harris, we know that she's... the antique lad out of Wogan who grew up to be a lady, keeps saying that I had it off with her. Yes. Because she was on Big Brother's Big Mouth, right? The only time I've ever been in a room with Lauren Harris was on Big Brother's Big Mouth, what I used to host. I know. She keeps saying I've given her one. Now, I haven't. I don't want to sound either transphobic or insensitive, but can't keep saying well, I've had it off with someone who I haven't, can you? Look, it's mentally ill to say you've had it off with someone who you haven't. My, the difficulty I find with this is I think you probably have. <laughs> <laughs> Not out of order. Well. Get lost! You We've no, discussed this. We discussed before the show, can we talk about this? And we all went, he probably has. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> you bastards. I haven't. I haven't had sex with Lauren Harris. I mean... What have you done with Lauren Harris? One time... With us... Right, I'll tell you this. I'll give you this, press people. I was in America once, and I snogged this woman, and uh, and she was gorgeous. And then I went for her boobs, gorgeous. And then I went to, you know, move on to the next phase. Willie. And she said, stop right there. Thank you very much. I need somebody with a human touch. She didn't quote the Spice Girls directly, but it had that spirit. I stopped right there. A couple of days later, she went, sorry about all of that the other day in the dressing room. Uh, simple, well, it was after a show, naturally. Yeah, right. And uh, she goes, sorry about all that. This is years ago, of course. Sorry about all that. Yeah, we know this is going to end in. She had a willy. So what? Lauren Harris. <laughs> Well, I'm just saying, there I am, admitting to having snogged 
a transgender person in the past. So it's not like I'm bothered about that. But no. as for Lauren Harry's former antiques lad out of Wogan, I think it's out of order. I keep saying I've had it off with someone when I haven't. Well, Is she it? either believes <clears throat> that it has happened, yeah. right? Which is bizarre if you say you haven't. Well, listen, why don't you believe me? When have I ever lied to you about anything? That's not my Hang nature. On. What? Have I? Probably. Think about I it. Don't Lying. Know. I don't know. It's not my game. Um, let me think. I'm honest. Have you ever lied to me? I'm always telling the truth. Little white to lies, a fault. I suppose. Little white lies, I suppose. Don't turn this into a Harold Pinter play. <laughs> I'm basically too honest. Right, it's, yes, that's true. I'll give you that. That's You're my base. I'm too right. honest. I'd say things that I feel. If right. I had had it off with Lauren Harris, I'd go, yeah, I did. Well, this it's is mental. what I was thinking about this before we decided before the show. It was. We well, you were talking about it. it. Yeah, because I thought, but like. I think there's I an issue there with her, up. with her being perhaps not, if you know, like mentally complete, ill, perhaps. Yeah. Because, yeah. Well, it's mentally ill to claim to have had it make, with someone make her you feel haven't. Bullied. We don't want to make don't her, feel make her feel bullied. Right. But why am I being dragged into this quagmire of treachery? Well, I think, I mean, it is out of order that she's saying it if it's not true. But Especially I was now, say, it's a whole thorough story of like, well, he used to stare in the mirror and do like this. Like there's details and everything. Know, but they're so true, those details. <laughs> oh he used to watch himself on telly and stuff. But then she could probably read that from other people. It's Disney easy tells. to work out I watch myself on telly. They That's were true. bloody good shows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't watch? Okay, well, my idea was that we do a lie detector test. Your idea was to do a lie detector yes, test? Yes, because then you'll pass it with flying colours. Let's get Lauren Harry's. On the show. And to prepare, why don't me and Lauren go away for a weekend? Just mm. the two of us. <laughs> Perhaps to Prague. That was a secret. I told you. <laughs> no, that honestly, I don't know what to do about it. I mean, you should... Have you got a number? Well, yeah, I've got it from... Oh, damn! <laughs> <laughs> That's my first trick. No, I haven't, but I'm sure we could... I mean, I'd like to... It's interesting to be trapped in someone else's mental fantasies. Yeah. Mm. It is, but like, well, okay, well, let's get a number. Let, I think you should talk to her off the show, so it doesn't just say to her. Look, what, do you actually think this? I've got to record it, and I. Yeah, you have. All right, well, I don't know. I'm, I'm, let's do it on the I'll show. Back out of this one. Why are you backing out? Just in case. Back you... in. Right now, I right. Okay, I now believe that you haven't. Right. What do you mean? I can't believe you doubted me for this long. Listen, I'm on your Why side would again. I? Oh. <laughs> I can't believe. I now believe you. Right. But then it makes it even darker because she's clearly either a fantasist or something, you know. What do you mean? What's worse than a fantasist? Well, she's mad. Uh, she does, but like she either is making it up for press. Actually, she's got a single. She's out selling she's a single. Got a yeah, dragging oh, poor old Russ's name right, out of the Get her on the show. Right, get her on. Get her on the show. Get her on. What we need to do is like the Michael Jackson stuff. Is, <laughs> have you got any sort of odd marks on your willy that she? I've got tell nothing us about? but odd marks on it. <laughs> 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 All right, why don't we wrap up this show? So it's been a hell of a show. Mr. G's now going to summarise everything we've learned in a poem from his brain. So listen carefully to this. I will tell you, listen carefully because many of the details of the show will crop up in this poem. What you're about to listen to now. And next week, God, it's going to be a great one. Okay, this poem's called Language. Language is an expression of tongues, powered by lips and lungs. Yet speech has to breathe freely for its song to be sung. Life started with fun in the sun, moved by the most classical sounds, of a twitch to the right that fuels the melodies underground. 
But can Oblivion ever be a member of an empty set? Can a past apocalypse ever offer us time to reflect? Language is our expression. Our honesty is our thing. The voice that shouts from the twisted mountain will break the puppet strings. Woo! There you go, Mr. G there, summarising the show. Now that we He's give... got a bit of a clicky mouth on G. G! Clicky mouth. Clicky mouth. Clicky mouth. Clicky mouth. Yeah, I suppose so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Non-click. <laughs> Matt, you've your big fucking great beard us. like a Weetabix strapped to your head. <laughs> <laughs> Not right. judging anyone. Let's give this. The, we give a prize of Mr. G's poem signed by all, three, all of three of us to the person that done the best email. And in this case, it's the K that doesn't like this sort of sound. That's Russell and Lauren there. <laughs> oh, good God, what is that? It tastes delicious. <laughs> a peculiar thing that is. All right. Um, join us next week for another one of these world class podcasts featuring Lauren Harry's. Oh, yeah, why not? Well, let's try. Brought to you by Audioboom.